Welcome to Disney Honor Roll. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Sharon. We are two teachers who love our families, our students, and everything Disney. When we're not at school or taking care of our own children, we are dreaming of our next Disney vacation. What aspects of Disney will make our honor roll and which won't make the grade? You'll have to listen to find out. Class starts now. Welcome to episode 26 of Disney Honor Roll. Original release date, July 1st, 2021. Happy July. Happy July. Today we will be grading Muppet Vision 3D, but first it's time for our morning announcements. The Contemporary Resort is currently under renovation. I actually saw that when I was hotel hopping when I was there. Yes, me too. Yeah, it was interesting to see the whole inside of the big building there completely covered up. You yeah. couldn't see any of the floors. There Very were big, big like canvases kind of mm-hmm. covering all floors. It was so cool. Yes, it really was. But the news here is that Disney just released images of the room refurbishments, which includes theming of The Incredibles. (laughs) I am, well, I won't say what I think right now, but there are a lot of people who love it and a lot of people who hate it. What do you think? I love it. I think think it's so awesome. It fits perfectly with the mid-century modern contemporary theming. And people are complaining that they don't need intellectual property at all of the hotels, but I I just love it. I think it's so great. Yeah, and it's not over the top in your face. It still goes right along with, you know, that, that laid back resort feel. But, you know, in the back of the closet, it has a picture that the closet's decorated like the superhero costumes are hanging there. And I think that's really adorable. I totally agree. Those are so cute. And then the little... Jack Jack art collage that they have that they posted a picture of. So mm-hmm. stinking cute. Oh my goodness. And then the curtains have both the monorail and figures of the Incredibles on them. That was so neat too. Yeah, it's awesome. I think they're doing a really great job of it. Yeah, that reminded me of the scene in Incredibles 2 when Elastigirl is trying to stop the train. Yes. And that's what it looks like. The monorail is going and they're all kind of flying around it. it so cool. I love it. Now, I wonder if this means that the Grand Floridian is going to get some sort of movie update when they next renovate, because the Polynesian has and the Contemporary has. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I wonder what they would do. I mean, Mary Poppins kind of makes sense, but... It does. Well, I guess we'll just have to hang tight. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next announcement. The sold-out dates for Boo Bash, which start in August and goes through Halloween, have now become available again. So what is going on? Yeah, other than the first night and Halloween itself. Yes. Other sold-out dates have become available. So I guess they they started with a more limited capacity. And my hypothesis is that they have opened up more tickets. Yeah. I wonder how people that have already bought their tickets feel about that. Hmm. I don't know personally. <laughs> no, me neither. But yeah, very interesting that they, I guess, had a capacity in mind and now they feel comfortable raising it. But I'm still hoping it's extremely limited for those expensive prices. Yes, I agree with that. Alrighty. So last week we talked a lot about the 50th anniversary announcements, but there was one thing that we didn't mention yet. Disney has released a photo of the new 50th anniversary outfits 
for our classic Disney pals. So Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, Chip and Dale are all getting new outfits with the iridescent fabric with little gold touches on them. Oh and they goodness. look so awesome. They look so great. I cannot wait to see them. I can't wait to see what kind of merch they come up with for I people know. to buy because it's purpley and I'm all over it. Take my money, Disney. <laughs> I know we were talking when I was down there last that I bought a spirit jersey and I was debating between two colors and one was a light purple and I said no no because I'm going to get the 50th spirit jersey yes because it's going to be purple iridescent I can't wait and it's going to be beautiful <laughs> and it's going to be really expensive I'm sure I'm sure it will be too but but it'll be worth it worth it <laughs> Also, big news about restaurants that are reopening at Walt Disney World. A long list of restaurants just the other day were released. Citrico's at Grand Floridian will open on July 25th, and they have a new theme. It's paying homage to Mary Poppins Returns. There's also a new menu there, which sounds absolutely delicious. That's pretty cool that they are re-theming it to Mary Poppins Returns. Mm -hmm. Not many times is something themed to a sequel. Yes, it seems like they have a lot of lanterns and with mm. Lynn manuels character. I don't remember his name. That's Terrible. awesome. Yep. Alrighty. So the next restaurant is Trails End at Fort Wilderness, which is going to open on July 17th for breakfast and dinner with a family style skillets. I know you love that place. Yes. I know way back when, when I was going to be going on a cruise, I asked you for a recommendation for breakfast and you recommended Trails End. But yeah, I've been there once, but I really liked it there. The other restaurants that are opening, Casey's Corner at Magic Kingdom opened yesterday, June 30th. I know that there were some rumors and rumblings because the lights were on for about a week leading up to that. So that was exciting news. And Plaza Ice Cream at Magic Kingdom is opening on July 7th. I really missed both of those places when I was there this year. So I'm very excited that they are coming on back. Yep. Eight Spoons Cafe at Animal Kingdom is now open as well, as well as Dino Diner at Animal Kingdom, opening on July 4th. So great. All these places coming back, which means more jobs, more availability for people to eat, so there won't be super long lines at other places. So. Yep. And it also means less people on the streets, so to say, less people out in the park at any given time as they are increasing capacity. Yep. All right, let's move on to progress reports. The Polynesian finally has a grand reopening date. July 19th, it will open for hotel guests, not just the DVC members that have been there for the past year or so now. Woohoo! Over the past few months, there have been massive refurbishments, which includes Moana-themed rooms and a renovated Great Ceremonial House. Now the monorail station and the main entrance to the Great Ceremonial House will still be closed, but hopefully they will be open soon. Yes. So as exciting as it is for hotel guests to be able to stay there starting July 19th, we are really hoping for that monorail reopening date so that those guests can make use of the monorail easily. It's not that far from the Ticket and Transportation Center, so they could really walk there if they wanted to. And they do have the boat option as well. Yes. Yes, they did. But I don't see it being open within a month because oh, no. when we were there, it was so under construction still. It yes. Was, it was like... Completely gone still. And it's one of those things where at Disney, you're not used to seeing the construction because they put the facades up. Mm -hmm. But here, there's really not a great way to hide it because yep. the monorail has to go right through it. Yep. 
So our next progress report is that PhotoPass photographers can once again use guest cameras to take photos. For a while, they have stopped that with COVID and it was only using the PhotoPass cameras. So you had to have PhotoPass in order to get one of the Disney employees to take your picture. But now you can utilize both. You can have it on the PhotoPass and then they will also take the picture on your phone for you. It's so nice that that is coming back. It is. One more step towards normalcy. <sighs> so exciting. Now in some sad news, Disney Cruise Line has delayed their test cruise aboard the Disney Dream. They stated that we are delaying our simulation cruise due to a small number of inconsistent COVID-19 test results, which are considered positive by the CDC. They also said the rigorous health and safety protocols we have in place helped us identify the situation, though the test results were ultimately negative. Well, well, yep. it's just sad. It is. Now, according to USA Today, during routine testing last week, five out of nearly 600 crew members on the Dream tested positive for COVID-19. All were vaccinated, asymptomatic, and had tested negative multiple times beforehand. The crew members were tested again the following day following discussions with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and were found negative. They were false positives, but yet they're still delaying it. But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. God forbid they, they went forward with it and had an issue. Mm -hmm. It would be much more detrimental than, <laughs> than delaying the, the test crews. Yep. Now, one more progress report for you. I saw posts online of people posting pictures of fast pass stations at different attractions turned on in some locations. So this is starting some speculations of, well, is fast pass coming back? If it is coming back, is it coming back the old fashioned way where you have to be at the ride in order to get a fast pass or will they start announcing a new fast pass system altogether or what's going on? So we, we really don't know yet, but just like with the lights being turned on in Casey's for a week, everybody out there is starting to wonder, is there going to be a return of the fast pass? It'll be very, very, very interesting to see what they do mm -hmm. here. Is it going to come back regularly? Is it going to be a paid system? Is it going to come back for some rides and not all rides? I uh, just yeah. don't know yet. I have a feeling it's going to be something that you have to pay for now. I have a feeling for that as well. Yeah. But I'm also hoping that it does not come back for all rides because rides like Peter Pan's Flight, mm -hmm. that it's a continuous loop and doesn't stop for something yeah. like that or the Haunted Mansion. When you have Fast Pass cutting in, it makes the line so much longer. Yeah. So I'd love to see Fast Pass return for, you know, the, the bigger rides, but leave those continuous loop rides alone. <laughs> Almost like the virtual queues, but another tier of that. So maybe you get a virtual queue for one ride, and then there are six or seven rides that you can choose fast passes for, mm -hmm. and then the rest are free for all. We shall see. Yep. Finally, we'd like to give one more big shout out to our Patreon supporters. Again, thank you so much for keeping our podcast up and running. And like always, if you enjoy listening to us every week, please consider going to patreon.com slash Roll. And you can become a teacher's pet, a salutatorian, or a valedictorian. Alrighty, so let's move on to our report card. Today we will be grading Muppet Vision 3D. So exciting. What a fun one. It really is a fun one. <laughs> so Muppet Vision 3D was directed by Jim Henson in January of 1990. 
and it opened under the name Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D on the first anniversary of Jim Henson's death, May 16, 1991. It is a 3D film with 4D effects, including audio animatronics, lighting, projections, smoke, and a live performer. This was actually the last time Jim Henson voiced Kermit the Frog. Very cool. On any recording, that is. Mm-hmm. Who knows what he did in his own time. <laughs> I'm sure. He walked around his house talking like Kermit all the time. I hope. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Singing Rainbow Connection in the shower, you know. I would. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the queue starts outdoors. Um, and the queue winds through Muppet Labs, home to Dr. Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Guests pass several office doors and spoof movie posters featuring the Muppets. Those are my favorite. Oh, my gosh. We love to look at these. It's just so funny. Every little touch there is awesome. It's just like in the It's Tough to Be a Bug, those little movie posters. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like there's just so much detail in the queue for the Muppets. Yes. Like even this past time going in it, I noticed things that I hadn't noticed before. And I've been going there like every trip since 1991. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so after that, guests enter a large room with Muppet props and boxes. There are TV monitors showing a pre-show. And in this room, guests take 3D glasses for the show. And the glasses are referred to as 3D safety goggles. So you can only imagine what kind of trouble we're going to get into if they're (laughs) safety goggles and not just glasses. And the pre-show is pretty cool because they have TVs hanging from the ceiling in groups of three. And the characters are running back and forth like you're seeing one big screen. And it's not like every single screen is showing the same exact thing. Yeah, that's really cute. In the pre-show that's pre-recorded with the Muppets, they're asking you to step all the way down and all the way over to the doors. And (laughs) every time the Muppets would say that on the pre-recorded screen, the cast member would get on the microphone and say, don't do that. Stay in your spot. (laughs) (laughs) Just pop on really quickly to say that. And that was just cracking me up when we were there. (laughs) I'm assuming that they're still doing that now, even though covid guidelines are loosening i would still imagine that they don't want people that crowded right on top of each other i'm assuming that they're still physically distancing and there's more than 500 seats in that theater so it never fills up all the way so there's plenty of room in there for people to wait the one bad thing about right now during covid we had a party of six when we were there but they have the seats sectioned off in groups of four so if we wanted to sit all together we couldn't or the kids had to sit on our laps. Yeah. So luckily our kids are small enough and they sat on our laps. I didn't think about that. Like they can't just trust people to leave three empty seats in between. They have them sectioned off. Nope. They completely block it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sad that you can't just say people use common, common sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> but then it would fall back on them. Somebody Absolutely. would find a reason to blame them. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Right. The show is about 15 minutes long and it runs continuously throughout the day. So you shouldn't really have to wait more than 15 minutes. As the show is running, they're filling up that empty room with the people for the next show. And then when the doors open, the people leave and the next people come in. So it is pretty smooth Mm -hmm. and there really isn't too long of a wait. Usually you only have to wait the one show that's currently running. Yeah. Yeah, definitely during normal times. That's the way it is. So the show begins by Kermit the Frog introducing Muppet Vision and the gang. 
Kermit explains that the show will be highlighting new technology without stooping to cheap 3D tricks. Fozzie comes in with the standard cheap 3D yep. tricks. <laughs> Squirting water flower, waka waka. Yeah. And then the, the little water droplets actually hit mm-hmm. you for that 4D effect. It's really cute. Now, in the theater, there are audio animatronics of Statler and Waldorf, who are, you know, those cranky old men that sit up in the theater and they heckle everybody. So they're heckling Fozzie, and then they continue to heckle throughout the show, too. It's a nice touch. Yeah, Fozzie gets so sad. Poor Fozzie. <laughs> Kermit then takes us into the laboratory to introduce Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker. I love Beaker. He's my favorite. I know. Me too. He's awesome. So Dr. Honeydew, Dr. Bunsen, he explains what they did to make this new technology, and then they introduce Waldo C. Graphic, who is the world's first computer-generated Muppet. And he actually originated in the Jim Henson Hours Muppet television segments, but it's really cool that they incorporated that into this show as well. I never realized that he wasn't specific to this attraction, so that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Now, in Muppet Vision, Waldo is created by Bunsen and Beaker during a demonstration of three-dimensional imagery, and he is uncontrollable and wreaks havoc throughout the remainder of the film. Oh, yeah, he is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then the show cuts to Miss Piggy's musical number (laughs) featuring Bean Bunny. And, of course, Bean Bunny is there against Miss Piggy's wishes. And he... (laughs) is trying to add those cheap 3D tricks, like the bubbles and the fan and all those things. And the little the little bee that he has on a string, he's going, buzz, oh, yeah. buzz, buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Piggy gets mad, obviously, and Sam Eagle comes in and starts yelling at him that he's ruining the whole show. So then he packs up his bag and he gets out of here. Mm. Poor Bean Bunny. I know, it's sad. The Muppets go on a search for Bean Bunny and Sweetums, the big monstery looking Muppet, appears to her <laughs> with a flashlight to look for him. Sweetums is played by a live actor. That's pretty cool. The I like live that. actor of the show. We locate Bean Bunny in the balcony on the left side of the screen, and they have a little conversation between Bean Bunny and Sweetums and Kermit the Frog's on the screen, and they try to convince him to stay, and they say that he can have a part in the finale by setting off the fireworks. So that sounds good to Bean Bunny, and he comes back to the show. Didn't quite sound good to Kermit, but it wasn't his choice at that point. (laughs) No. Now, the final act is Sam Eagle's salute to all nations, but mostly America. And it (laughs) doesn't go quite as planned. Sam has planned a glorious three-hour production, to which Kermit tells him he only has a minute and a half. Yeah. (laughs) And then in typical Muppet form... As the band starts to play, everything goes awry. Sweetums then comes into the theater again and begs that they stop the movie. Everything is going crazy. Waldo is going around just, you know, wreaking havoc on everything. The Swedish chef who is controlling the film strip during this entire movie, he's in the theater. He tries to stop Waldo and he fires guns at Waldo. And he misses and shoots holes in the screen and the theater wall. It's just nuts. <laughs> it is. The Swedish chef then comes out with a big cannon. And if you you don't even know this is happening unless you know to turn around and look yep. at the back of the theater where the projection <laughs> would be. But you can see a big cannon coming out with the Swedish chef behind it. And he blows a large hole in the screen, which is obviously actually just a projected hole. Yeah, that's not a real hole. Mm-hmm. But then... 
Kermit appears through this hole and he comes backing in on a fire truck and he apologizes for the chaos. He thanks the audience for coming to the show. And my favorite part, if you look behind the fire truck, it looks as if there's a hole out into the walkway in Hollywood studios (laughs) and there's people looking in at the fire truck, looking at Kermit and they have their Mickey balloons and they're wearing their Disney ears and everything. But it's totally not 2021 anymore. Yes. <laughs> it's 1991 or 1990. Definitely. Oh, it's great. It really is. They're they're dressed in full 90s fashion there. It's Oh, for sure. Fanny packs and all. <laughs> Big hair. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings me to what we would change. I absolutely adore the script of the show. I think mm-hmm. it's wonderful. But if budget wasn't an issue i'd say keep the script but update the film itself so the quality of the film is better and you know dress the people in current day <laughs> situation yeah. there. it is a great classic script and i totally agree and you know it's just 1990s technology so the 3d yeah it looks 3d but it look you know it's not as amazing as it could be mm-hmm. if they updated it it would i can't even imagine if they put time in Imagineers in here, Yes, what they could do. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very high tech for 1991, but nowadays it could be better. It's been a while. Yep. So I've been going to this attraction since 1991 and I just, like I said, I adore it. My family and I love all of the corny Muppet jokes and I've introduced my kids to it and they just love it too. Yeah. It's great. It, It really is. Now, just this past time I was there with my whole family, there was another dad there with his two kids. And we stood physically distanced near them in the pre-show and sat in the same row as them during the show itself. This grown man was genuinely laughing so openly and so loudly at <laughs> all of the jokes. Now, I know all the jokes by heart, so they make me chuckle and make me happy. But his laughter and enjoyment was just infectious and my parents and I agreed that we would just want to be friends with that guy. <laughs> like our kind of people. <laughs> yep. Now you wonder if that was his first time seeing the show or if he just loves it that much that he just cracks up every time. I don't know, but it, it's just one of those things where it made everybody around him laugh a little louder, you yep. know, enjoy a little bit more. So of course, if, if you're listening, loud laughing man, we appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> The one time I remember that sticks out of my head the most, I should say, I've seen this a ton of times, mm-hmm. but I went in high school with my friends. We went for with our marching band and we went to all the parks. And I remember going with a whole bunch of my friends to see this and we were just cracking up the whole time. And usually teenagers, you know, they don't think that these jokes are funny, you know, we're mm-hmm. too cool for school, but just all of us together in there, we were just laughing probably more than we should have been. <laughs> at these jokes and it was just so much fun and then i remember going into the gift shop and just like looking at all the fun crazy stuff and it was just a great great time that's the best i love memories like that that's wonderful so shall we grade this attraction let's do it all right if you would like to follow along with our rubric you can find us on instagram and facebook at disney on a roll Right. First up, cue theming definitely a three there's just so much to look at like we already explained Yes. Cube Comfort, we gave this a two. Um, It's partially indoors, partially outdoors. 
But for the whole pre-show, you need to stand and you just, well, I guess you could sit on the floor. I did last time, but you kind of <laughs> just want to be sitting at that point. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wait time versus ride length is definitely a three, not a long wait. And it's a pretty long show. Cast member setup, we gave a two because some cast members do act out of role and others do not. Ride comfort, for sure, a three. Lots of comfy seats. You can sit with your family, I guess, except now if you're a family of more than four. But hopefully that will be changing soon. Yes, I hope so. As far as maintenance and technology goes, we gave this attraction a one because of what we had previously stated about, you know, the, the quality of the film itself. As great as the script is. General ride theming, definitely a three. Everything throughout the entire experience is just themed perfectly. Mm-hmm. And as far as extras are concerned, the this attraction has many extras to anticipate. Like I said, I'm still finding some new things and I'm going through it. So I love it. So this score is a two. So that is a grand total of 19 points, which gives it a B, almost an A. But if you update Muppet Vision, you will be there. It will be. Because it was just that technology that brought it down a little bit. So this joins our leaderboard as a B with Soarin', Carousel of Progress, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Test Track, Expedition Everest, Dumbo, Small World, Dinosaur, It's Tough to Be a Bug, and the Hall of Presidents. We really have to do our Battle of the Bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On for our quote of the day. Sharon, I'm going to let you say it because you you do voices much better than I do. <laughs> Can't really do a Sam the Eagle voice, but I <laughs> I can emulate his spirit here. Ready? It's called A Salute to All Nations, but mostly America. Good job. <laughs> that was Sam the Eagle. And Chrissy, why did we choose that as our quote? Well, this weekend is a 4th of July weekend, so we just wanted to wish you a happy 4th of July to all of you, but mostly America. <laughs> And we just hope you have a safe and happy Independence Day weekend. Absolutely. And while you are relaxing and enjoying this weekend, we would be honored if you shared our podcast with a fellow Disney lover. We appreciate all reviews and feedback that you have left us. Hold on. I have a surprise for you. Yeah. Okay. It's a surprise. So I found complete the Muppet Vision quotes. <gasps> so since you've seen this so many times. Oh, God, I'm the gonna, pressure's on. I'm going to quiz you. Uh-oh. Here we go. The first one's easy. <laughs> it's called a salute to all nations, but mostly... America. Good job. All right. Fozzie says, how did you get here? Waldorf said, "Yeah, we entered a contest. And then Statler says, yeah. We lost. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Kermit said, we invited distinguished scientists from all over the world to come and work here. Unfortunately, none of them were available. Close. None of them showed up. Ah, okay. Yes. Very close. (laughs) You got it. All right. So this is after Fozzie hits himself with a pie. Okay. Kermit says, Fozzie, that's terrible. Fozzie said, you're right. Uh, Something about the taste of it. Needs needs more something. Needs more cream. Needs more sugar. Ah, needs more sugar. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bean Bunny. Poor Bean Bunny. He mm-hmm. says, I'm going away forever. Gonzo says, oh, great. Could you get me a something something while you're out? What did he He wanted him to pick him up something. Get me a, take a guess. Sandwich? Yep. Yeah. Good job. Kermit says, 
Sam, are you about ready? Sam says, yes, it's a glorious three hour finale. Sam said, or Kermit then says, you've got a minute and a half. Yep, minute and a half. (laughs) Sam Eagle says, you are not Mickey Mouse, you are a rat. And Rizzo says, rat schmat, besides they're blank. What do they know? Tourists. Yes. (laughs) That's in the (laughs) pre-show. Kermit says, gee, is there anything Bean can do in the final number? Fonzie says, Fonzie? (laughs) This is Fonzie. This is from D23, the official Disney fan club, and they called him Fonzie. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Fozzie says, oh, gosh, maybe Bean can... Set off the fireworks? Yep. Okay. We talked about that. We did. All right. Statler. Well, what do you think, Waldorf? Do we have time to go to the bathroom before the next show? Statler. We can't, you old fool. We're... Bolted to the seats or attached to the seats. Bolted to the seats. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one. Sam Eagle. First, when entering the theater, please move as far to the end of the row as possible. Stopping in the middle is distinctly... Prohibited? Nope. Unpatriotic. Oh, Sam the Eagle. Oh, duh. Okay. Oh, I, I'm you did of, excellent. I'm ashamed of myself for that last one. I should have known that. <laughs> but you did very, very well, considering I totally sprung that on you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> that was fun, though. I love things like that. Hopefully, everybody at home had fun following along. I'm sure they did. Maybe you did better than me. <laughs> All right. So thank you again for listening. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Honor Roll. You can reach out to us there or email us at DisneyHonorRoll at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Class dismissed. See See you real real soon. soon.